Three T Row in the morning show. Nick Kroll, OU men's tennis coach, coming up live next segment. It's another uh, wintry day across the state of Oklahoma. I'm headed down to Arlington a little bit later on uh, today, uh, this evening. Going to let the roads clear up here a little bit and uh, let those uh, trucks do what they do. And then uh, we're going to head down there and got baseball for you the next three days from Globe Life Field. Uh, no worry of weather down there. OU goes back to the Texas Rangers ballpark this weekend. That was announced yesterday. They'll play Northwestern State tomorrow at noon. You can hear it right here on the ref. Saturday, 6.30, Sunday, 5.30. It works out perfect, TJ, with a little 11 a.m. Bedlam basketball on Saturday morning. So it's almost like they they planned uh, for my schedule. I like it when it works out like this. I don't get to go with them next week to Houston. So I'm very glad that I get to go down there this weekend and uh, call some baseball games. It's good for my, it's it's good for my blood, Teach. It's good for me psychologically. I haven't got to call a lot of dubs lately, so it's good for me psychologically to uh, get in the booth and uh, hopefully we'll see some dubs this weekend. I hope, um, you're right. I hope you're right. Wrapping up the uh, uh, conversation last segment. Honestly, I, I I really don't care if I get it. I mean. We are all sentimental to the way things used to be. Um, If you think college football was better when there was no bowl games, I don't care. If you think college football was better when each conference was assigned a bowl game to go to, like the Big 8 was with the Orange Bowl for years, and that's the only game you ever went to if you won your league, I don't care. I get it. If you liked the computer system, that's a little weird, but fine. That's what floats your boat. If you like the 14 playoff, if you like the 12 team playoff, whatever. We, there has never been a sport in the history of the earth that was more designed for debate and argument than college football in every way. That's right. You have 130 teams who only played. 12 games a year, and we got to decide based on that who's the best. Which means, by nature, we debate it. Maybe you got a committee. Maybe you design computers with secret formulas. Maybe you have media people vote on it. Shoot, back in the day, we, we the Rotary Club would pass out national championships. It's always been an imperfect sport when it comes to deciding deciding a champion. And whatever format you like the best, God bless you. For whatever reason, that's 
what you like the best, God bless you. I would like to see it expanded from an entertainment value. Just me. I think it would be more fun if uh, the, the thing that I don't like about college football is the postseason. I feel like you have a entertaining and fun regular season, then you get to the postseason, and it just fizzles into stupidity and is not that interesting. So I would love us to try to see if we can help that. It would be, I think it would be fun to watch a tournament. I think it would be uh, more, more fan bases that were plugged in late in the season. Th- this is a concept that I think is a little hard for OU fans to wrap their heads around because OU's always plugged in. OU's always paying attention to the committee rankings and uh, where they stand and who they have to beat to get in and all that stuff that we enjoy because they're always in the thick of it. But they're one of like eight schools that's usually in the thick of it. And if you expand this thing to 12, I think you'd have 20, 25 schools down the stretch that would all be plugged in trying to do what we do all the time, which is what do we got to do to get into this thing? And that would be fun, in my opinion. But whatever you think, whatever you think it should be, it's happening because there's too much money on the table. And it's the direction that college football is going. There's a lot not to like about the direction college football is going. I agree with that wholeheartedly. The NIL is a giant disaster unfolding in front of us. Uh, And other things. But there's just too much money at stake for it not to happen. So it's going to happen. Whether we like it or not, the question is going to be the format and when. Because there's no way that they're going to just keep kicking $450 million or whatever it ends up being down the road every year. The ADs can be as mad as they want, but when they got to go back to explain to their presidents and to their fan bases and to the minor sports that need that money, sorry, We're still mad at OU in Texas. We decided not to take the giant cash cow this year. That's going to start to get more and more pressure. So I get it, Teach. I don't agree with you. That's fine. We're never going to agree on some things, and that's okay. That's what makes us the the best morning show. I still like you. Uh, Yeah, I still like you, You're wrong, though, but I like you. Yeah, maybe so. I'm usually wrong. (laughs) I usually am wrong. I, here's what I do appreciate. You've got more support in this than I do. That's that's for sure. That's right. I do appreciate your sentimentality. Um, it's a little funny that it's you and not me. You would think personality-wise that would be me, but it's you in our relationship. You are. You find the way it used to be to be the most appealing. Yes. Not just in college football, but in oh, life. Across the in board. In all things in life. Across the board, across my life. You don't but like Especially uh, with, with what we do, sports, in my opinion, like sports has not improved over our lifetime. It's gotten worse. And part of that for me is there's too much of it. It's too much available. It needs to be special again. And ESPN and other networks have taken that from us. Because they show it too much. They often. show too much. And it's it's part of what's going on in college basketball, I think, and, and with OU. It's too accessible. 
It's too easy. It's on TV. It's Why on do I TV. need to go to the game? Why do I need to go? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's no doubt. I I, I, I yearn for a time pass. He, yearn. he yearns. <laughs> I yearn for it. I hear that argument, and I think it's a good argument. But at the same time, like, I don't want to not be able to see the Cincinnati Reds. Like, I don't want to go back to a day when I couldn't watch my favorite teams play. I like watching my teams play. Yeah, and I want if I want to watch OU play baseball next weekend down in Houston because I can't go. So I hear what you're saying, but and I get that because I'm the same way. Like I'm right now in a debate over our cable system and making some changes and doing some things because I hold on to what I have for the Texas Rangers because I need Bally's because. Even if I went to MLB TV, I can't watch them because Major League Baseball is stupid and blacks the games out. So I have to keep a particular cable package for one channel. And that I view it straight through that lens of I can't because of the Texas Rangers. So Maybe we need to show up at these Major League Baseball negotiations and get involved and say, like, well, all right, the blackout our, rule, yes, needs to yeah, be. Yeah, here's our demands. <laughs> Thank you. Get rid of the blackout rule. <laughs> Which would make them money because I would say I would subscribe to your MLB TV and let my uh, certain cable package go, but you would black out my game. So I've got to keep that. In cable that package. case, you want more games. In that case, yes. Yeah, so because it's your yeah, team, I'm arguing against myself because yeah. it's my team. Yeah, but it does cause me to go to less games because you can watch it. It's convenient because I can watch no matter who my team is or what the sport. I can watch it. I don't know. I'd have to think the whole the the giant statement you made that sports is worse. I don't know if I agree with that. Like there are some things that maybe we've gone backwards on, but there's a lot of pretty great things about sports now that growing up we got to I mean, you could be as romantic as you want about there were only two college football games a week on TV, but Oh, that would man. suck, man. It does, but boy, it was great. Like college great for basketball, radio. man. College basketball back in the late '80s and early '90s, because I had to be on the, at the TV at two o'clock on a Saturday afternoon because I that was the only chance I was going to get to see whoever it may be, a top ten team, and they were playing another top ten team. I had to be there for that game. Now it's like, well, I would just watch gather, the game cast hey, kids, or watch gather around the radio. Or... Grandpa's talking right now. <laughs> Go ahead, Grandpa. Hey, there's no doubt I'm old man uh, on uh, Get Off My Lawn. Tell us with what this it was argument. like when the family there's, gathered like, around the radio in the living fully room. Fully admitting that. Fully admitting that. The NBA was better. Man, th- those teams in the 80s and 90s, so much better than what we've got now with this garbage with the super teams. Uh, to me, sports were better 20 years ago than they were right but now. But don't you think your parents say the same thing? Listen to Teddy and Gabe right now talk about <laughs> college football. Oh, it was so much better 20 years ago when I was doing it than it is now. That, doesn't everybody say that? Everybody says it, but my, I think even our dads and our but parents right. may would say the NBA and Major League Baseball was better during the time period you and I are even discussing than maybe what No, they, they liked it when Julius Irving was in the ABA. <laughs> Sean just thinks that our parents were right. <laughs> it was better back then. It's the way it was, yeah. and we liked it. Right. Have no dead gum playoff committee. Two teams made it in. That's it. We don't know how they got there. They just got there. It's the way it was, and we liked it.
this week in baseball oh, would show man. up on Saturday. You had, to you had have no it idea you what had happened in baseball happened. that yes. week. Yes. Oh, it was beautiful. I'm Mel Allen for This Week in Baseball. That was pretty good. I don't do voices, but that was pretty good. <laughs> no, it was magical. We'd watch the Andy Griffith show, and then once a week we got a game. That's when I wish I was on the radio, that's for sure. I wish I could go back to the days of the Brooklyn Dodgers and the trade places with Kurt Gowdy back then, you know, and OU football. Everybody had radio, and they gathered around the living room, and they that's it. All, that's the, all they had. All the youngins out there listening to me right now are hashtagging eyeball emoji uh, mm-hmm. tweetings right now at me. So, mm-hmm. But back to the point, and we got to get a break. Like, are we going in a good direction with college football? I don't know. But I don't think the computer system was any better than this system. Gosh, it was so exciting, though. Because I didn't know what the computer was thinking. These humans, I can figure out every week. These are their top four. These are what it's going to be. And I know it because they just go along with what everybody else says. The computer sometimes was like, whoa, look what that computer did. So The great. computer was crooked. It's so great. <laughs> the computer was pl- programmed by humans who were Alabama graduates and Oklahoma graduates and Syracuse graduates. <laughs> It was amazing how high OU was every year in the Richard Billingsley poll. Huh. Yeah, my formula is based on, uh, you know, I remember we went down to, was it Hugo? Is that where he's from? Uh, Hugo, yes. We went down there and interviewed him in his house one day. That was fun. All right, Nick Kroll coming up next. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B, and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. TJ, you know I was a Indiana regional tennis champion, right? Legend, I hear. Legend, that's what I've heard over the years. Eh. My brother was better than me. But I did win a regional championship one year. We welcome in now OU men's tennis coach Nick Kroll. They've got a big match against Texas A&M coming up tomorrow night in Norman. Hey, Coach, good morning. How are you today? Hey, good morning. Trying to stay warm, trying to get out of get out of the snow here. So uh, ready to get inside and play some tennis tomorrow night. Yeah, that's the good news. You guys are indoors tomorrow night, so that's, that's right. good. That's exactly, Coach, uh, yeah. I, if you ever need me to come over and work with you guys, you just let me know. I'm a phone call away, okay? Hey, our, our courts are always open. Come over. We'll, we'll hit with you. It'll be fun. Uh, I, I, I appreciate that. Um Man, what a great year you're having. 10-1, and one, on a roll, undefeated at home, uh, coming off, knocking off uh, a couple of SEC foes in the recent past and got another one coming up this weekend. you, you got to be thrilled with how things are going so far. Yeah, it's been a good start uh, so far. We've played a lot at home, and, and uh, we've, we've really helped serve at home, 9-0. and Guys are playing really good doubles, uh, getting that doubles point. I think we're ten and one in the doubles, which has gotten us going quick. And uh, yeah, the guys are playing well. We've been building throughout the fall. Had a great fall, most of our guys, and uh, trying to continue to build, build for these big ones coming up. Now we've got eleven more regular season matches, so we're we're excited for these coming up. You mentioned the doubles point, and in the the college format, that's so easy to kind of scan past and go to the six singles matches out of the seven that count, but. Man, how, it seems like every time whoever wins that doubles point wins the competition. It's so vitally important. 
Uh, how do you stress that to your team? Well, we work on it all the time. Uh, the guys know it's it's an important part of the match. Uh, gets you it gets you momentum heading into singles up one zero um, against the really good teams. Now you just got to split three and three in the singles. Uh, if you lose the doubles point, you got to take four out of six. And um, you know we we feel like we can do that against anybody, but it helps you. It helps get that momentum going. Uh, it's like winning the winning the first quarter in a football game. You know, it kind of gets you a good start, but you still got to finish. You still got to finish it off. So. Um, and that, and that's what we try to do and, and guys have done a good job, but we stress it a lot in practice. Doubles is only one set. So it's really fast. It lasts probably less than 30 minutes and it's, it's, it's a punch first. You got to get out quick and, and start early. And that's kind of been our motto. So it's been working so far. Talking to Nick Kroll. It is a Landers OU coaches interview. Uh, Nick, we, we hope that some people will uh, roll out. We want to encourage them to roll out tomorrow night. Uh, you got, you're calling it Friday night lights. OU and Texas A&M coming up tomorrow night, 6 o'clock at the Headington Family Tennis Center. To introduce folks to your team who maybe will be coming out tomorrow and haven't had a chance to see them play yet this year. Yeah, we've got a great group. Most of our guys have been here a couple years now. Uh, we've only got one freshman, one of the top freshmen in the country. He's really exciting to watch. His name's Jordan Hassan. and um, Mason Byler, our number one player. He's been playing number one most of the matches this year. Uh, had a great fall. Uh, quarterfinals of the fall championships and kind of established himself as one of the elite players in the country. He's a senior um, kid from, he's from Florida, American kid, fun to watch, uh, unbelievable competitor. Our number two guy, Alex Martinez, he's from Spain, um, probably one of the best athletes, most talented guys in the country, huge forehand, um, fast, flies around the court, very powerful. He also plays one doubles. Um, We've got a French guy, uh, Baptiste Anselmo. He transferred from University of Georgia this year, and he's done a great job for us as well. He's a little bit uh, banged up, but we'll see if he's going to be ready to go on on, uh, on Friday night. Hopefully he'll be in there. And then Mark Manlick, been here two or three years now and ranked 54 in the country. Mark's really established himself and got a big game um, and really fun to watch, professional on the court. And then uh, down low, we got Justin uh, Schlagder, um, from Germany, 22 wins on the season. I think he's 22 and five. Welsh Hotard from Louisiana, he's 17 and six on the year and and doing really well. And then we've had we have our our uh, homegrown kid t- from Tulsa, Nathan Hahn. Uh, Nathan's really fun to watch and and plays third doubles with Mason Byler. So fun group, very energetic. You know, you can come out and cheer. You don't have to sit on your hands. You can you can get loud. So it's it's fun. <laughs> it is fun. Oh. You can kind of rotate there and watch all six matches at once, and it's a good time. Mm-hmm. You got France, Israel, uh, Spain, Germany, and United States on your team. Wow, that's, that's right. Uh, that's right. That's pretty cool. Like yeah, you, so many United Nations you're running over there. Yeah, you know, uh, we're we're actually one of the more American teams in the country. Um, <laughs> we're about, it's, it's pretty funny. We're we're about fifty percent American, fifty percent international, and a lot of the teams we're playing against are. 90 to 100 percent international so you know we're trying to do it with a good mix of an international and american and um it it creates a great culture that way the american kids are really into college sports uh they grow up watching football basketball they Mm -hmm. love their teams and then that really helps inspire those international guys too to really get into it as well so they're watching soccer that's right they're watching the soccer and and then they come over here and they say oh wow okay college college sports is really big deal so 
um, it, it's, it's fun to mix the groups and, you know, create that different, uh, they each bring something that's valuable to the, to the team. That's so cool. it's fun to mix it that way. I want to ask you about Mason Byler, your, your number one yep. singles, number one singles is always, uh, interesting. It's the, it's the prestigious spot to be, but I mean, psychologically it's warfare because every single match you're going out there against, uh, you know, maybe a potential future pro, uh, the number yep. one of these best programs around the country. So uh, why is Mason Byler right for that spot for you? Well, he's so consistent. You know, he brings it every day. You know what you're going to get. Um, his level doesn't drop very often. And so, um, and, and his high level is really high. So, um, you know, he gets in there. He can battle anybody. He's super competitive. He's he's big kid. He's strong. And so he can handle the the power at number one. He's gotten himself in really good shape um, since coming in as a freshman. He's gotten fitter every single year, and um, he's really worked for this and, and earned it. And, and it's like it's like his time. He's he was voted captain of the team, and um, he's really taken it. He's eight and two so far, playing that one spot this year. And um, guys really look up to him too. I think he does the right things in practice, and, and so he's he's earned it. I think that's really the main reason. And you know, we've got some other guys that could probably step in there. And, and do do well, do just as well. But you know, right at, at this point, it's his it's kind of his opportunity. So, I'm going to ask you maybe an amateurish question. So don't get mad at me if it is. But I remember <laughs> in high school tennis, it was this way. I don't know. Did you did you hear me mention I was a regional tennis champion? Yeah. TJ, did I say that yeah. on the air? I think I said that on the yeah. air. Well, um, I heard it. I heard it. So I got. I want yeah. to see it. Um, when you fill out your lineup. You know, you guys play against each other to earn the spots, one, two, three. Do you feel it out, number one is my best guy, number two is my second best guy, number three is my third best guy, just, you know, on down the line there, which, you know, logically would make sense. But I I know back in the day there used to be a little gamesmanship there where you would try to yep. size up how many points I need. Maybe if I put my second best guy in the five spot, we'd have a better chance of getting a point there, and that helped me get to the four points in here or whatever. Stacking is what they called it at least yeah. back in the day. yeah. Is that a thing in college uh, tennis? Is it considered unethical? Uh, tell me about that. I think there's a little strategy in how you can do your lineup. Um, there's so many ratings and rankings now that it makes it really hard to maybe put your one or two guy down at five or six. Um, I think you have a little wiggle room in the middle of your lineup um, because everybody's everybody's playing really good tennis. And, and so, you know, you might have a guy – one day playing three, the next day playing four, you know, your five guy could play three. Um, you're only allowed to move one spot from match to match. So it takes a couple oh, okay. matches to move a guy. So if you wanted to move a guy from two to five, you'd have to go one, play him at two, the next day three, the next day four, then the next day five. So it take, it would take three, four matches to get him down that low. Um, so, you know, there, there is a little bit of moving guys around and guys, are, some guys are playing better than others at practice or, Maybe one guy's a little healthier, one guy's a little banged up, and so you might move them around a little bit that way. But it's pretty. It's Does pretty it tough. ever cause confrontation? Like if you walk in and the other guy's got Roger Federer playing at six, you know? Yeah. You ever yeah. walk in and go, now come on? Is it ever? Yeah, coaches ever get into yeah. it over that kind of thing? Yeah, you know, you, you exchange your lineup one hour before the match, and you, you look at his, he looks at mine, and sometimes the coach might say, "Hey, what? Now I, t explain to me why you're doing this, or <laughs> how come he's playing so low." And and you typically give it an explanation, and then he has the right to protest the match if he, or protest oh. that spot. If he, and then and then if he does that, then you either have to move it 
or play it the way you, you have it, but then the match could actually get protested. So then, then it goes to a committee in the ITA. So there's some like hmm. checks and balances that kind of keep guys from doing that um, too much. So Okay. Um, yeah, I don't yeah, think there have, was any, any system to prevent it back in the high school days. You know, guys were cheating all over the place like that. So that's good to know there's yeah. some checks and balances in place to try to keep people honest. Yeah, I think, I think for the most part, everyone's playing it. You know, I don't know if it's exactly one, two, three, four, five, but it's, it's pretty darn close. So, uh, Friday night lights tomorrow night, Texas A&M. How good are the Aggies? The Aggies are good. They just, uh, qualified for national indoors, went out to Seattle. Um, so they're coming, they got back, they would have got home Sunday night and they have a quick turnaround to come play us. So, you know, we've had a week, we had a weekend off, so we're, we're uh, we're fresh. Hopefully, we're moving around quick and and uh, ready to get after them. They it's kind of a little bit of a rematch. Uh, we've we've played them four times in the last three years. We're two and two, so it's been a it's been a great rivalry. Uh, had a, every match has come down to four three, so it's been a it's been a, wow. it's been good every time we've played them. So we're expecting a, a big time college tennis match, and I think people would really love to come out and see it. Yeah, check it out. Hey, folks, tomorrow night it's indoors. It's warm. And if you haven't been to the Headington Family Tennis Center, you're going to really enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. There's nonstop action on all the courts at the same time. Everybody's yelling and into it. It's it's really a blast. And you got a big time matchup tomorrow night with uh, future SEC foe Texas A&M. Nick, I enjoyed this conversation. Good luck to you guys tomorrow night and the rest of the season. Hey, thanks for thanks for having me on. We'll have to get you out there. All right, we'll see. I don't want to, you know, let's do it in the off season because I don't want to demoralize your guys. You know what I mean? I <laughs> want them to feel good. as confident as possible. Okay, very good. There you go. All right, Nick Kroll, Thanks OU men's tennis coach. Thank you. That is a Landers OU coaches interview. Texas A and M. Good thing they're playing them here, TJ, because you know what? I haven't been down to see A and M's tennis facility. Have you not seen their tennis facility? I bet it's fantastic, <laughs> man. <laughs> I can't even begin to describe their tennis facility. I bet it is amazing down there. I bet they use golden tennis balls at Texas A&M, don't you think? (laughs) Yes, they do. 8.33, we'll take a timeout. It's a Thursday edition of the T-Row in the Morning Show. This OU Coaches interview is brought to you by the Landers Auto Group of Norman. Landers Chevy at I-35 and Ed Noble Parkway and Landers CDJR at 481 North Interstate Drive next to Walmart. It's, it's, it's a little uh, much for the senses sometimes. You're like, all right, I got to focus on this match for a while because I can't keep checking every point on every match. So what's a good time? Two good teams going at it tomorrow. Hey, can I do something real quick that I forgot about? I wish you would. The first person that can go, that can go, I've got a pair of tickets for tonight's Thunder's Suns game in the, uh, what is oh. it now, the Paycom Center. That's what Courtesy it is. of uh, Service Master Restore, Service Master RSI. Um, I think I know how I'm going to get you these tickets. <laughs> don't don't hate me if I end up failing at that. But um, the first person that texts the show. No trivia question. No, nothing. no, just, hey, no trivia question. Them. They just have to text in TJ's right about college football. Um, and they, they can win the tickets. First one to text that in. So it's called pandering right there. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. Thank right, you. Service cool. Master Restore. Yes. I just saw this and this just made me, uh, roll my eyes into the back of my head for a second. Teach 
Tom Brady will star in a movie about Tom Brady produced by Tom Brady. When I saw this yesterday, I was like, well, Toby's going to be first in line to buy tickets to this. Gosh, the ego on this guy is just out of control. <laughs> now, the, the movies are not about Tom Brady. It's about four older women that travel no. to see him play, right? It's about Tom Brady. A, <laughs> I mean, it is, sort of, but it's a, it's a comedy. The guy said, you know what? I'm going to write a movie about myself. I'm going to have people write a movie for me. I'll produce it. I'll make money off of it. I'll star in it. Oh, this guy. Just disgusting. No, I don't know what the movie's about. What'd you say it's, it's about? It's about four older women, because I know Lily Tomlin's one of the four. I remember that name. Who are giant Patriot fans that travel to see Tom play. I, I don't know. Maybe the storyline's after he went to the Buccaneers. Maybe go to see him play in the playoffs or something. It's the, 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 the movie's about their comedy adventure of going on the road to see Tom play is what it is. Count me out, Teach. <laughs> You're not lining up for that one? No. You're not a big I Lily Tomlin not, fan? I'm not a, I, I am not gonna pay any money to watch Look, a movie starring Tom Brady. I don't have an opportunity to do the things that I like sometimes for you and Drake. But I will buy you two your tickets to this movie for a night out together. Drake doesn't get to go out much, so I will pay for your movie tickets for you to go see the Tom Brady movie. I've Just to do something nice movie. for you guys. I've seen it. I've seen it for the last 15 years. Here's the Tom Brady movie. You ready? My favorite team <laughs> has the lead in the fourth quarter <laughs> with under two minutes to go. And Tom Brady gets the football on his own one yard line and takes them to victory over my favorite team was handed a crushing defeat that's the tom brady movie i've seen it at least seven times maybe 10 i have no desire to see it again drake's passing too i try to do something nice ending. for somebody and they both just shoot it down it's the most formulaic movie in entertainment today every time it's the same thing you think your team's going to win only to have the bad guy rip your joy out of your heart. No, thank you. No Tom Brady movie for me. No Lily Tomlin. No, I don't uh, care. Here, what here are the, the four Lily about. Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Rita Marino, and Sally Field. So, oh, uh, they're still alive. <laughs> Those four women are still alive. Yes, they're still alive. <laughs> Holy cow. And what are they doing? What's what's the whole thing? They're in love with Tom uh, Brady, and they see. want to go watch you play football? Something like that. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find what the focus of the story is. Something about a road trip with those four going to see him play. They're huge Patriots fans, yeah. You know what movie I'd like to see? I'd like to see the Drew Bledsoe movie. <laughs> Whatever happened to him? After Tom Brady rudely took his job from him. Not supposed to lose your job to injury, TJ. Somebody forgot to tell Tom Brady that. What happened to Drew Bledsoe now? What happened to his life after uh, Tom I Brady? Think, I think Drew's had a fine life. I think he's he made a lot of money, and I think, I I think he's, he's a happy family demons. man now. 
bet he's had a hard time uh, reconciling what happened to him. I don't know. That's what I want to know, though. Give me the documentary on Drew Bledsoe, Tom Brady movie. Have we have enough Tom Brady? Just retire. Just go into the sunset, uh, sit on a beach, become Joe Montana, okay? You're great. Just go away. Do an interview every 10 years or something. Show up at a Super Bowl and wave to the crowd, you know? You're going to get a yellow jacket. Put that on. Just don't be all in our face, okay? It's enough. Tom Brady. You put me back in a bad mood today. I didn't bring up the movie. You brought it up. I didn't say a word about it. You may. I feel like you made me do it, though. So we got Chris Plank in Los Angeles is what you're telling me. I'm pretty sure of that, though I haven't heard from him. But, I, I'm, yeah, at 645 in the morning there now. Okay. Hopefully he's adjusted. Uh, fingers crossed that travel worked out, and he has made it to the site where we fully expect tomorrow Jocelyn Allo will break the all-time softball home run record. We'll talk to Chris next. It's a Thursday T-Row show winding down. We'll be back. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. Final segment on a Thursday crossover, Cleveland County Family YMCA. Okay, do we have Chris? We've got Chris, and congratulations to Wyatt. He was the winner of our yeah. uh, Thunder tickets, uh, courtesy of Service Master RSI. Uh, another pair coming up. Plank probably doesn't even know this on the Plank Show. Plank, you've oh, got a pair of go. tickets for the tonight's Thunder Suns game to give away. Josh has the Very info, cool. so yeah. Wyatt cool. gets to see the return of SGA tonight. He's back tonight, so that'll be fun. And the Phoenix Suns, who are just rolling over people right now. All right, Chris, did you make it out there okay? Tell me about your travel day. Yes, it was quite a day. Um, quite a day, Toby. We Did we talk yesterday? Did I do the crossover with you? No. Okay, everything ran together. So we had a 5.30 a.m. bus spot, which for those that aren't familiar, bus spot means the bus is there, you can start loading up, and then you leave. Actually, I'm sorry, 5.15 a.m. bus stop at Marita Hines. 5.30 on your way to the airport. We had a 7.30 flight. So I was packing my car at about 5.15, got the text, flight pushed back to 7, uh, till 9.30. So bus spot, 7.30, you got time. Lay back down, start to take a little bit of a nap, and I hear the sleet, hear the sleet team. Like, I better get in the car, I better go. So I went ahead and drove over to Marita Heinz just to make sure I wouldn't get stuck, waited a little bit, uh, got on the bus, went to the airport, and proceeded to sit at the airport until – Four o'clock, three uh, thirty around there, and we finally got on our plane. And then when we got on the plane, the icing process took a while, uh, and apparently we we're in the midst of a very ha- strong headwind because it was a full three and a half hour flight. But for all of the uh, the delays and the frustration and the, and the concern and the paranoia, uh, our group of eight got there safely. The team was here; they got here. Um, they, they flew out of Dallas on Wednesday morning, so they got here fine, but it was a long day, man. It was, it was a long day, but it was, we're still, we're in LA right now. So we stayed in LA last night. Um, as soon as the plank show wraps up, everyone's jumping on a bus and we're going to take off for Palm Springs. And then we'll be ready for history this weekend. And two of the biggest challenges in the early schedule for the season, 
uh, for the Sooners. So we're here. Um, let's go. Let's let's play some softball. How's the weather out there? Um, hold on. Let me. My my hotel room has a deck, which is you know oh, every nice. hotel room needs. A- yeah, oh, we're looking at golf it. course or something out there. No, it. it I'll shoot you a picture when I'm done. It's a little bit chilly right now. Is it, is it a chilly gray screen? Little chilly out here right now, Toby. Wait, so gray um, screens in your hotel room? What's, the, no, what's going I'm on? My, I'm on my patio. Don't start. Oh, different patio. Uh, I'm on my patio. <laughs> he says, "Don't start that." <laughs> Please. <laughs> I'm on my patio in Grace. Grace Green's on her patio. You're on your patio. Yeah. You guys are talking. They were yeah, walking. They were right. walking over to uh, to have got a little scandalous the there in a second. Okay. Yeah. No. Please. No. 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 Um, but no, it's a little bit chilly outside, Toby. I don't know. I think it's like uh, 55 degrees right now. I think I'm just gonna bundle up here and do the next few hours of the show. So. Yeah. Jay, that make, doesn't that make you want to punch him that in the nose? That sounds glorious right, right now, yeah. 55 yeah. sounds really doesn't nice. Doesn't awesome? I'll tell you what. Uh, it, was, it was a disaster. And, and kudos to everyone at the airport because, you know, everyone's trying to, to do their job. No one's trying to be uh, short. But, man, there's just – yesterday was the true magnification of the challenge that is, you know, travel, um, the – everything's shut down. Everything's canceled. Maybe like two or three flights are getting out. There's, there's people that are frustrated. There's people that are mad and they're just, it it was, it was wild to be a part of yesterday, man. It was, it was a stressful day. I imagine for everyone across all of Oklahoma uh, and specifically at the airports in Oklahoma city and Tulsa. So a lot of flights to Dallas that were canceled too. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was, it was a tough travel day, but glad we all got here. Saw the women's basketball team ended up having to what bus back. Last night, so it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, quite well, it was the, TCU. I mean, they they always bust back and forth from there, but they made it back. Oh, last do they? Night. Okay, T, it's TCU. Yeah. Um, oh, did they bust down? They didn't. They didn't fly down to that. No, 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 no. Oh. Always buses to TCU. Yeah. So, um, but they made it back today. in the middle middle of the night. Uh, they got back safely, I think. So. Well, Very history cool. tomorrow, maybe, huh? Two thirty tomorrow, Cal State so. Fullerton. I think so. Um, you know, here here's the interesting part of of this weekend, and we were talking about this a little bit yesterday. And you know, that is what what do teams do? You know, how do they how do they approach it? And is it going to be a situation where, uh, when I say teams, will a will a Cal State Fullerton pitch to Jocelyn Allo? Will a Long Beach State pitch to Jocelyn Allo? You know, um, I, I think I brought this up the other day. The celebration that teams have when they strike her out is it's it's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> and I mean that in a good way, right? They struck out Jocelyn Allo. So I don't know what the balance will. And listen, they're going to try to beat her. They're going to try to beat Oklahoma. But listen, it, the reality is Cal State Fullerton and uh, Long Beach aren't in their league. Arizona and Tennessee might be. But I'll just – I guess, Toby, the only thing that might prevent history tomorrow, to me, would be the possibility that teams aren't going to pitch to her. But you really can't do that with yeah. this lineup, right? You don't pitch right. to Jocelyn Allo, you're going to lose because Kinsey Hansen or T.R. Jennings or whomever hits behind her is going to get you. So that's the only thing to me that would prevent this record being broken tomorrow. And, you know, Josh was playing the cuts yesterday. You know, it's full circle because – the, Marita, uh, the Mary Nutter Classic in 2018 was the first place that Lauren Chamberlain saw Jocelyn Allo play. 
So, and, and Lauren's going to be there this week. And so it's kind of a awesome. It's kind of, yeah, it's a moment that's kind of sad. If you can't do it at home, right, then let's do it at a place that, you know, it's kind of become almost a, a must attend in college softball. All eyes are going to be on this this week. And I'm excited about it. I think she gets it early. I think, I think Cal State Fullerton and I think Long Beach State will. They'll, they'll they'll be up for the challenge, but I'll tell you what, dude, I am I'm so excited. Do you know which fields you play at tomorrow? Um, I'll know as soon as we get there. I think we're at okay. I think we start off at the Yankee Stadium field at that uh, point, see, which that doesn't feels good. do much for anyone. <laughs> yeah, no, well, I mean, you know, there's been a lot of records set at Yankee Stadium through the years, so it'd be kind of cool That's if it true. happened uh happened That's there. That's true. So. All right, we'll be glued in. We'll get a little more uh pregame from you tomorrow morning on the crossover. Have a good show today, Chris. That's right. It's weird. It's only Thursday. Yeah, we'll be in Palm Springs tomorrow. Can't wait, man. Plank Show coming up next with Josh. Thanks to Nick Kroll for joining us today, OU Men's Tennis Coach. We'll do it again tomorrow from Arlington. Have a great Thursday, everybody.